All right, everyone, welcome. Another edition of your favorite podcast, Devil's Army Cast. We got episode 29 on tap for you all today. Me, James, and Chris, as always. What's up? So, episode 29, jersey number 29. I know Mark Fain wore 29 at one point. He also wore 34, but I know for a fact Mark Fain did wear 29 while he was a part of the New Jersey Devils. Yep. Um, go ahead, Chris. Who you got? I have uh, Grant Marshall. Uh, legend, Devil's Legend. Before my time. But. And then, of course, we got Blackwood now, but. Yeah, there you go. Um, and Marty Brodeur once upon a time. People yep. forget. Yep. Anyway, um, all right. So you guys should be listening to this on December 17th, which is a Thursday. Uh, it's your World Junior Championship 2021 preview and predictions. We're going through team by team. I did a lot of research here the past couple of days on this tournament. I usually do. I try to get articles out kind of before the tournament, kind of giving you players to watch. It's a really fun tournament. I've grown to really enjoy watching it over the years. Got a little Christmas hockey this year. Um, so basically what we're going to do, no, no current news. So I, I didn't have any current news I saw uh, worth talking about over the past week or so. Chris said the same thing there's been rumors about the um, way the nhl is going to go about bubbling and stuff it's nothing new um newark is actually a city that was on the one of the bubbles list and one of the reasons why is because newark as everyone knows who's ever been there is they have two rinks inside the prudential center which is appealing couple other bubble cities they don't even know if they're going to go that way but it's a lot of stuff to plan out before they're supposed to start the season in mid-january i mean their projected dates already a month out you know so they got a lot of work to do mm-hmm. um but yeah current news wise don't got much for you so we're gonna start with breaking down the world juniors what it is for our listeners that aren't familiar with it they're gonna go team by team the 10 teams participating talk a little bit about them then we are going to talk about some prospects we should keep our eyes on devils and non-devils then we're going to give our predictions see how well we do here um so i'm going to start her off here talk a little bit about the tournament itself this year's a 2021 world junior championship it's under 20 so 19 year old 19 years old and younger will be participating in this tournament it's the highest level of junior tournament there's so give you the dates here Actually, I'll give you the location. So this tournament is being bubbled in Edmonton at the Rogers Place. Before COVID, it was supposed to be Edmonton and Red Deer, but it's just going to be Edmonton at the Rogers Place. Like I said, it's going to be bubbled. It's going to start on Christmas with group play. Group plays from December 25th, December 34th, or December 34th, huh? December 31st. And there's going to be three or four group games a day. January 2nd is when quarterfinal play will start. Four quarterfinal games that day. January 4th, two semifinal games. And January 5th is the bronze and gold medal games. I think I said this. I'll say it again. Ten teams in the tournament. All the games, group games, will be on NHL Network. They're at the Rogers Place. There's only one rink there. So, like previous years, sometimes there'll be games on at the same time. They'll overlap. Guess what? That won't happen this year. Every game on NHL Network. I believe if you're a Canadian listener, I'm sure TSN will have you covered over there. So, the way they do this tournament, they split it up into two groups, um, Pool A and Pool B. Pool A this year is Canada. Finland, Switzerland, Slovakia, and Germany. The Germans won. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. The Germans won their regu- The Germans won their re- relegation play last year to stay up in the main group. So they're in Pool A. Pool A is kind of weak com- uh, compared to Pool B. Pool B is Russia, Sweden, the U.S., Czech Republic, and Austria. Austria is the team that got promoted from Division One of this tournament, and they'll be in the big boys with the big boys <clears throat> this year. So just to talk a little bit about the structure of like how the World Juniors like pools and groups kind of work. There's like the main one, which we're talking about today, and then usually two like under divisions. There's Division One and Division Two, and there's different nations playing in these divisions. They're playing for promotion and relegation. I believe it's only one team gets relegated each year, um, and then whoever wins a promotion from the lower division will come up and replace that team that was relegated. I forgot who got relegated last year. Oh, man, I forget. But they lost the relegation play to Germany and then Austria got promoted from the uh, second tier division. Structure wise, we got eight teams that make the bracket eight out of the 10. The two teams that finish in the bottom two will play in that regulation playoff, relegation playoff. And then the top three teams, of course, 
get medals. So before we go country to country, I just want to give like a little overview of the players that are going to be represented. Went through, looked at the players um, listed out here by team, how many players are being represented, their prospects. The Kings lead everyone. No surprise there as they have the best prospect system in the NHL. They got nine players going. Red Wings are second with seven. There's three teams with six. Your New Jersey Devils are one of those guys. Ducks and Leafs also have six going. There's only one team without a player being represented at this year's World Junior Championship. Chris, take a guess. Who do you think that team is? Do you have any idea? Uh, the St. Louis Blues. Did you uh, cheat? No. Of course not. Come on. Yeah. So you're telling me that was a complete guess. <laughs> Absolutely. Out of 30 more right. teams, I just had a hunch. There you go. So the Blues have zero, <laughs> team, uh, zero players going to the tournament. Dallas Stars only have one, and there's about like eight teams that have two. Bruins, Canucks, Caps, Islanders, Lightning, Oilers, Penguins all have two. And then there's a whole bunch in between. Not going to bore you guys with this whole list, but just some teams that have a lot, not a lot going. Um, we're going to go through each player of the Devils that are going individually here. Um, that'll be later on, but let's go through each team. We're going to go alphabetical order, kind of quick overview. Players are watched, these teams' strengths, these teams' weaknesses. So, um, all right, Austria, definitely the underdogs of the tournament. Um, the game promotion might not be in this next year's tournament in this division, but we shall see. Of their player pool, they got 13 2021 draft eligible forwards, 9 2021 draft eligible defensemen, and all three of their goaltenders are 2021 draft eligible. There is one 2022 draft eligible player, and he's a forward, and they got only one player that's been an NHL draft pick, and that's, of course, Minnesota Wilds, ninth overall pick in this year's draft, Marco Rossi. So I'm excited to see Rossi play with all these kids. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I feel like he's going to have a crazy tournament because I don't know where else their offense is going to come from. The only other player um, that possibly could be an NHL draft pick candidate is Cena Peters. Cena Peters is a forward. Um, he was, <clears throat> excuse me, he was eligible for the 2020 draft but didn't get selected. So it's probably unlikely he gets picked into 2021. You never know. Uh, he was outside the top 100 rankings in the NHL Central Scouting, Euro Skaters, and he was number 158 in future considerations. Currently plays for the Halifax Mooseheads, Nico Hushier's old team. Um, so, yeah, he's going to probably definitely be a guy they rely on at this tournament. Looking at their rosters as a whole, goaltending is definitely going to be an issue for them. They don't have a goaltender on their roster that registered a 900% or a 900, higher than a 900 save percentage with their juniors teams, and I believe they're all new goaltenders this year for Austria. Some other names to keep an eye on. Uh, Nicholas Wetzel is a defenseman. He played in the U.S. Academy. Tim Harnish is a forward. He's played on this team for a couple years now. Kind of that veteran presence does it all for them. Lucas Stoller is a forward. He plays in the Super League over in, um, excuse me, he plays in the Super League over in Sweden. His junior hockey, uh, Leon Wallander, is a forward. Another name to watch. Um, he plays in the higher leagues in Austria. And then Fabian Hockenchager is in the queue with Drummondsville. So he's a forward to keep your eyes on. Um, he's one of those higher tier juniors talents they have. D men, for the most part, Austria's defenseman, uh, lower level Austrian or Czech leagues. Forward groups more experienced than their defensemen. Overall, their goalie is going to be kind of kind of relaxed. Don't be surprised if this team gives up. Like you, Chris, you you know how sometimes in World Juniors, your scores get a little funky. Like you'll see a random like fifteen nothing candle win type yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be surprised if Austria is on one of the ends. They're going to give up a ton of goals. Um, so. They were going to have two 2020 draft picks, but their top D-man, and it was a Ducks fourth-round pick, Timo Nickel, got ruled out of the tournament because of COVID complications. Um, Not like with his health, but he had COVID, and he wasn't eligible for the tournament. So, yeah, that's your Austria preview. So we're going to move on to Team Canada now. This is probably your favorite in this. First team out. Excuse me. Yeah, (laughs) your favorite in this tournament. Um 
So it's funny. So we just went through the Austria breakdown of the roster with all the 21 draft eligible players, only one 2020 draft pick. Now we're going to talk about Canada. They only have one 21 draft eligible player, and that's a goalie that I'm going to talk about in a little bit. 22, they don't have any draft eligible players in 2022 draft. 2019 draft picks, they have seven forwards and four defensemen. And 2020 draft picks, they have six forwards, four defensemen, and two goalies. So all their players, besides one 21 draft eligible goalie, have been drafted. And they've been drafted high. You'll see here in a minute. Um, so we'll start in between the pipes. Our goalie batter is going to be goalie battles kind of between um, Taylor Gauthier, who's the 2021 draft eligible goalie who went undrafted in the 2020 NHL draft. So it's unlikely you get drafted in 2021, but you never know. He plays for the Prince George Cougars, the WHL, and had a really strong season, 917 save percentage. So that's what leads people to uh, say he's the favorite to be in the between the pipes. The other two goalies they have are Garand, who's a fourth rounder by the Rangers, and Levi, who's a seventh rounder by the Panthers. Um, if you're looking at Canada, their weakness is definitely going to be in between the pipes, and I wouldn't even really call it a weakness because these are still quality players, yeah. but it's the most unexperienced part and undecided part. Yeah, I mean, so, I agree. I think the, the biggest challenge is that they're looking at the rest of this roster, it's obviously loaded with talent, but the goaltending is probably the one coming into this tournament where if you say there's a weakness that that's where it is now obviously like two or three games in they could have stunning goaltending and there's just not a weakness on this canadian team but it's just more so the unknown None of these guys have done the world junior championship before it really is a battle for who's going to start there's no one coming in as the guy it's whoever is going to take the reins basically Yep, you're 100% um, correct. Uh, Chris nailed on the head there. It's this three-headed monster that I'm sure they're going to play with in group play, and I'm sure someone will merge there. But guess what? Lucky for them, they're not going to have to rely on their goalies to probably face all that high-danger chances because Canada's defense is absolutely insane. They have two returnees from last year's team. They have Bowen Byron and the fourth overall pick in the 19 draft by the Avs and Jamie Drysdale, the 2026 overall pick by the Anaheim Ducks. Other defensemen they have is Thomas Harley, 19, 2019, 18th overall pick by the Dallas Stars. Braden Schneiser, who went one pick before Shakir Mukuhama Doolin at 19th overall to the Rangers. Caden Gooley, who went 16th overall to the Canadians. And then they have a couple other guys. Korczak, Justin Barron, and Spence. All three are either 19 or were drafted this year. So you're looking at that list um, of defensemen. They only have two defensemen that weren't drafted in the first round. Um, and that being Kozak in 19 was a second round pick and Spence was a fourth round pick in 19 to the Kings. So yeah, their defense is loaded, which is good given their uh, goalies a little inexperience. So that's, that's nice to have. Their forward group is stacked. It's unbelievable. Um, Quentin Byfield, will be returning as uh, as well as Kirby Doc, who was released. He'll be back at the tournament. That was really big news for Team Canada. The Blackhawks are releasing mm-hmm. him and let him play in the World Juniors. Third overall pick from last year. Dylan Cousins, seventh overall pick from 2019 Sabres. And then Connor McMichael and Devil's very own draft pick, Dawson Mercer. So those guys are the guys that are coming back for the second year. They also have other guys completely loaded. Peyton Krebs, Alex Newhook, Cole Perfetti, Jack Quinn, um, Connor Zari, Dylan Holloway, Jacob Perlar. I don't think his first name is uh, Jacob, but Perlar, which was a 26 overall pick by the Flames. They got one of the Suzuki brothers on this team. So I thought their defenses, uh, defense was impressive, like where they were drafted. All these forwards were drafted in the first round. All of them. <laughs> Every yeah. single one of them. Mm-hmm. So uh, their forward group's absolutely loaded. They're Like I said, don't be surprised if they drop like 14 on Austria, if they play Austria. Yeah, Canadian so on the group media is uh, is having the talk basically on all their shows of, is this the greatest world junior team they've ever had? They've compared it to like others in the past. And at least on paper going in, it looks like this has a chance of being the the best team that Canada has ever had in the world juniors. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely the favorite here. It just comes down to goaltender uh, goaltending. But like I said, they might not even need like a decent goaltender back there because I mean, I don't Mm -hmm. know how many chances they're going to give up with that decor they have. So, 
Um, anyway, Canada's absolutely loaded. The only player here that's like draft eligible that you may want to keep an eye on is that Taylor Gauthier kid that I was talking about, the goalie. He went undrafted in 2020. Dowdy gets drafted in 2021. Who knows? Weirder things that happen. But he's really the only draft eligible kid that um, name might pop up here in the coming drafts. Uh, moving on now, Czech Republic. Next team up. So we got a little more uh, kind of diversity here among where these players are coming from. We got a total of 18, 21 draft eligible players on this team, one 2022 draft eligible player. And then we got nine total 2019 and 2020 draft picks among the Czech Republic. So their goalie battle is going to be between Jan Bednar, which was a fourth round pick in 2020 by the Detroit Red Wings and they also have another kid named Nick Malik he's a goaltender that went undrafted in the 2020 draft he's eligible again in 21 uh, number 10 goalie ranked by NHL Central Scouting in the last draft he plays in the OHL Sue Greyhounds last year 886 save percentage 5 and 11 not all that great there um, now he's playing in a check two league with a 921 save percentage so we turned around there so Goalie battle is going to be between those two guys. Two pretty decent goalies. Bednar was is a pretty, I wouldn't say highly touted prospect in Detroit's uh, system, but he's one of the better goaltending prospects. Um, kind of going through their roster here. Defensemen, they have two NHL draftees, surprisingly. They have Michael Krutil, which was a 2020 Chicago Blackhawks fourth rounder, and Martin Haas, which was a Washington Capitals 2019 fifth rounder. Several of their other remaining defensemen received consideration during the 2019 NHL draft. However, they ultimately went undrafted. Some of these names are Simon Kubek, Ick, uh, Sue Rada, and Khalil Korka. Those are all last names defensemen that you should keep your eye on. Their strength here seems to be uh, their forwards. They got five total drafted forwards. They got Temple, which was a 2019 fourth round pick by Chicago. Roska, 2020 seventh round pick by San Jose. Devils' very own Yarmir Pitlick, which was a 2020 fourth round pick. Novak and Mysak. Mysak was a 2020 second round pick by Montreal. Some regarded him as a first round prospect, so you'll get to see him play. Um, one of their players, Andrej Pisnicki. I thought this was pretty cool. He committed to Cornell University, so that's another name you guys, I'm sure, will hear. Um, but yeah, that's Team Czech Republic. There's one player here that's a 2020 draft el- or 2021 draft eligible. His name is Stan Stan Ilslav Savalzil. Man, these names. Are- um, he's a defenseman. He's top 30 by every reputable um, ranking agency top 25 by some seems to be a first rounder currently plays in a Czech league Czech two um which is the minor league over in Czech um the Regina Pats on his right so that's a kid that compar- uh, is most likely going to hear his name called in the 2021 draft so off to Finland we go now uh, Finland's a little bit more, have more draftees. They got a total of about 17 of the uh, players on their roster are draft picks. They got about <clears throat> eight or so draft eligible players. Their starter is going to be a second round pick in 2021, Joel Blomquist, who the Penguins drafted. Defensemen, they got a lot of talent in their defense. Uh, they got Vinny Hinella, which was a 20th overall pick by Winnipeg. They got a couple third-round picks. They got a sixth-round pick, um, two sixth-round picks, and a third-round pick on their decor. So the defense is going to be pretty strong. They got a lot of exciting forwards, too. Some names I'm sure you guys are all familiar with. Anton Lundell. Um Gervonta, which was a 2020 second round pick. Ronnie Hervinen, who was another second round pick, first round talent. And they got a whole bunch of 19 draft picks, um, mid round picks playing in their forward group. The most interesting player, though, the one I'm going to be most intrigued to watch here is Brad Lambert. He's not eligible until the 2022 NHL draft, but um, <laughs> he's going to be, he's regarded right now as a top three pick definitely a top five pick in that draft so 2022 draft eligible brad lambert get a little of this chris ready kid's 16 mm-hmm. years old he's playing in the top finish league over in the liga 16 years old seven points in 18 games oh man i wish i was doing that at 16 
Yeah, so he's definitely a name here. Um, keep your eye out. Another draft-eligible player, um, probably going to be like a second or third round pick in the 2021 draft, Samuel Helenus. He's a forward. He's ranked 84th by future considerations and number 64 by Dauber Prospects. I think the big thing with Finland is they are becoming a hockey powerhouse again in terms of developing good talent. I mean, we've seen it in recent drafts with, you know, Heiskanen and, and Line and guys like that, but just keeps continuing. They're, they're really turning into a, a good development uh, team and uh, country for hockey talent. No, for sure. They're, uh, they're, they do well, too, in this tournament every year. They upset U.S. in the quarterfinals last year, which is a huge upset for them, a huge uh, huge time for their junior hockey team. So overall, looking at this team, their forwards are loaded, their defensemen's solid as well, and they're going to have a pretty good goalie in between the pipe, a second-round pick. So Finland looks good overall. Look like they got a solid team again this year. So. Uh, moving on to the next team, we got Germany. The Germans had kind of like a Cinderella run almost last year. Um, they, who'd they beat? That was like a kind of a big upset. I forget, but they had some interesting runs. Um, I know they dis- had a pretty major blow coming into this tournament. Yeah, so we'll, we'll touch on that right now. Uh, all right, moving on to Germany now. The Germans had a big trio entering this tournament. They had Lukas Reichel, Tim Stutzel, and... Um, John Jason Paterka, all first round picks. Paterka was a second round pick, early second round pick by Buffalo, had first round talent. Now, Lucas Reichel was ruled out because of COVID. Um, they lost other a uh, couple other players to COVID. They lost actually a projected starting goaltender, Tobias Annika, which was a big loss. Nino Kindler, Eliash Linder were also <laughs> Linder and Kinder, huh? They were both ruled out due to COVID 19. Stutzel. Had an arm injury, but he's expected to play as far as I know. Um, I didn't hear anything different, so he should be back. So it's going to be the uh, Stutzel and um, John Jason Paterka show up front. <laughs> Overall, Germany has 12 forwards, 21 draft eligible. They got eight defensemen, 21 draft eligible, and three. All three of their goalies are 21 draft eligible. They also have three 2022 draft eligible players. Only two draft picks, and those, of course, are Stutzel and Mr. John Jason Paterka. Some defensemen to keep your uh, eyes on Maximilian Glotzel, Simon Nip, and Mr. Tommy Passan. Tommy Passan's actually committed to Clarkson University over in the US of A. So those are some names um, to keep on looking for. Some other names uh, forwards Manuel Alberg, Samuel Dubé, Jacob Bresnik, uh, Florian Eliash, Philip Reisnaker, and Joshua Szymanski. All those guys are either playing in the Dell, which is the German top league, or the OHL, somewhere in the CHL. The reason why I just spit all those names at you that I'm sure you're not going to realize, it's just to show how, or you're not going to remember, it's just to show how Germany's kind of like rising to the ranks here. They have a ton of young talent playing in top junior leagues. So they're... Junior team's just going to keep getting better and better. Um, worth noting here, Cider with Detroit Red Wings, early defense and draft pick, opted to skip the juniors. So that's another player they lost. Um, their strengths, definitely their forward group. Their goalies are going to have a little bit of battle. I'm not really sure who's going to get the nod there, given that their projected starter is not eligible because of COVID. A lot of people have high hopes for the Germans this tournament. Like I said, the forward group's pretty loaded. Got some NHL pieces there. The fence group's not bad. I mean, we'll ultimately see how it goes for them. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's Team Germany for you. There's no like real eligible players here that could get their name called in the 2021 draft, 2022 draft. So, um, yeah, we're gonna move on now to Team Russia. Team Russia has quite a bit of draft picks. They got a total of about 17, um, and then they got seven 21 draft eligible players. Fun fact, Mr. Devil Shakir Mikhamadoulin is probably going to be relied on as the Russia's top defensive player. Um, Russia lost a lot, both forwards and defensemen from last year. I don't believe they have any returning defensemen. That's why Mukahama Doolin will play a large part. They also have a fifth-rounder from Boston, a fourth-rounder from Nashville, a second-rounder from San Jose, and another second-rounder, Mr. Kuznetsov, who plays college hockey for UConn over in the U.S. So there'll be some defensemen to watch, extremely young group. There's only two forwards returning, Groshev, who was a 2020 third-round pick by Tampa, and Vitalis Puck. 
Lozen, who was a 2019 10th overall pick. Um, their forward group's really talented, but like I said, they're really young too. Some other forwards worth mentioning, um, Vital Abramov, which was a fourth round pick in 19 by Toronto. Second round pick in 2019, Afinesev, who's I'm butchering these names, so I'm just trying to do the best here. Um, Fred, second round pick. Rodion Amirov, Igor Chinikov, um, both guys that went in the first round this year. Um, another Yukon kid, first off, 19, second rounder. Canadians or not Canadians, the wild, but yeah, they got a pretty loaded forward group. A lot of draftees in this group. Like I said, <laughs> it's really young though. Um, didn't even talk about their goalies. Chris, tell us who's going to be the goalie for Mr. Rusher. Probably the best, one of the best players in this tournament. Uh, it's got to be Mr. Askarov, right? That is correct. So Igor or Igor, so many names. Jaroslav Askarov <laughs> is going to be the Russian netminder here. Arguably probably one of the better players in this tournament. He was a Predators first-round pick. Russia definitely has the best goalie in this tournament, so he's going to be huge, and he's definitely going to have his work cut out with him, given the type of defensemen that are in front of him. You got a, young, a lot of young kids. Uh, yeah, but overall, their defensive group's definitely going to struggle. Um, Askarov is going to have his work cut out for him, but he's the right guy to do it. The forwards are fine, young as well, but very talented. I think ultimately it's going to be a bit of a down year for Russia. Very young roster overall. Mm. So just a couple of Russian names I'll throw at you before we move on. Danil Shaka is projected to be a 2021 mid to late first rounder, possibly an early second rounder. Past two years in the OHL with the Gulfstone. This year he's uh, Gulf Storm this year is playing the KHL, MHL, VHL, kind of playing in the Russian uh, pro system over there. Some rankings, he got 24th future considerations, 20th by the neutral zone. A lot of these rankings have him in the mid-20s, so he's probably going to be a first-round pick. One other defenseman to keep your eyes on is Krill Kirshinov. He's going to be another draft pick in the 2021 NHL draft. Seems to be a middle-round guy, fourth to sixth-round guy, KHL, MHL this year. Um, ranked in the 60s by future consideration up in 44th by Dobber prospects. So you got a couple guys keep your eye on that you're probably going to hear in the 2021 draft. So got a couple more. Got four more countries for you. Slovakia, we'll quickly talk about. <clears throat> Most of their players are draft eligible. They got a total of about 24 guys that are 2021, 2022 draft eligible. They got two 2020 draft picks. Um, their goalie, likely starter, Samuel Halvjak. He had a 915 save percentage in the queue. Very surprisingly, he wasn't drafted in the 19 draft. Had a stellar year, like I said, 915. Fifth overall ranking in the NHL Central Scouting for goalies, too. So it was a surprise to see him not drafted in 2019. Maybe he'll get his name called in the 2020 dra- or 2021 draft. So, uh, But, yeah, that's their likely starter. So they're going to have a strong goaltender in between the pipes. Their top defenseman is Samuel Nasco, 2020 third-round pick, Columbus Blue Jackets. Top defenseman and one of Slovakia's top players. They got three other guys returning to their defensive core, which is good to see. Um, a big thing here, I, I don't know if you came across this, Chris. I found it kind of funny, or not funny, but found it kind of weird. Maxime Kojov. Kaj Kovic, who was a third round in 2019 by the Lightning, highly regarded prospect, would have been the top forward on this uh, Slovakian team, was removed from the roster after he gave a teammate a concussion in practice. Hmm. Um, they said on Twitter this was due to a serious violation of sports and human values. So I don't know what the hit was like or Slovakia, if they just have a really strong stance on hitting in practice or what happened. But that was an interesting storyline I picked up. I, I don't know. Supposedly it was just a bad hit. I don't know if it was like yeah. an illegal hit or what it was. But um, Cause, I mean, anyway. it's not uncommon to see like players drop the mitts in practice. It's, it's not common, but it's – it can happen. So Yeah, so I, I found that kind of weird. Um, to replace him, they got two returning forwards, one that plays limited SHL experience. He was ranked kind of low in the 2019 draft, went undrafted. Last name, Mrazic. And Jendik, who plays in the top Slovakian league, he's a property of Sudbury Wolves, who was the team of Quentin Byfield over in the CHL. So those are two guys to keep your eyes on. Also, they do have one forward that was a draft pick, Martin Kromiak, who was drafted in 2025th round by the LA Kings, plays for Kingston in the OHL. So um, 
got a couple other guys forward group that plays over in like the super elite in Sweden, um, plays over in the queue, stuff like that. So there's definitely talent there, just not a ton. Uh, this is kind of what you expect with this lower level team. Slovakia and Czech Republic, I get them confused because, you know, they're just two countries over somewhere in Europe that sound kind of similar. Not really, but I mean, I, I don't know. But uh, kind of similar teams too, talent wise. Slovakia is always a little lesser than the Czech, but Slovakia is always going to be there overall. They're going to be okay. It'll be interesting to see where they slot in in the bottom uh, bottom third of these standings. So, yeah, that's Slovakia for you. Moving on to Sweden. Um, Sweden, they're good like they are every year. And, Chris, I'm sure you're aware of this, but they have their crazy um, record of 51 straight round robin game wins. you familiar with that record? I did not know about that. It's just like a wild thing that's not talked about enough. They've won 51 straight round robin games. Like that's that's absolutely absurd. You play about four round robin games a year. So this, yeah. uh, I mean, when I look at it, maybe I'm interpreting it incorrectly or whatever. It just seems too good to be true. But I mean, that's that's supposedly the record. I mean, they always talk about it on the broadcast and stuff. <laughs> But anyway, um, Swedes have a lot of guys that were draft picks. They got a total of 19-ish. They got about seven 21 draft-eligible players, so they do have some talent there as well. Goaltending situation, Mr. Hugo Allenfelt is a 19 third round selection of Tampa Bay Lightning. He's going to be the team's goalie. He was an absolute stud at last year's tournament. 921 save percentage, 5-1-0 record. So no questions at the goalie position for the Swedes. Even though they do have a really good group, um, believe it or not, Jesper Waldstedt, who's a goalie, he's eligible for the 2021 NHL draft. He's the top prospect in this uh, goaltender prospect in the draft. He's a projected first overall, kind of equivalent to the uh, Askarov thing. Like, he's probably going to go mid-first round. Could seep in the top 10 if something funny happens. Currently plays in the SHL, top Swedish league, and is a 920 save percentage. But seems like he's not going to get to showcase his skills as it seems like Hugo Allen felt has the net locked down. They got three returning former first-round picks on their defense, which will be the strength of their team. Philip Broberg. Soderstrom of the Yotes and Bornfoot of the LA Kings, who is a 1922nd overall pick. They also have other great options on defense. Emil Andre, who was a 2022nd rounder, probably the Flyers. Janssen, 2019 second rounder for Detroit, and they also have another draftee on defense. Their forward groups also very loaded. Mr. Alexander Holtz, Devils seventh overall pick. Um, Lucas Raymond. Detroit Red Wings, fourth overall pick in this year's draft. <clears throat> Excuse me. They got a couple other guys, um, highly touted guys. No Gunler, 2020 second rounder by the Hurricanes. Another Hurricanes forward prospect, Zion Nyback, which are the fourth rounder. Just absolutely loaded the Sweden team as usual. Relatively young squad, though. They had to replace a lot from losing from last year's squad, especially um, up front. The forward group's pretty pretty young. Their strength is definitely their defense and their net minders. Probably going to be hard to score in the Swedish team. But anyway, it'll be interesting to see if they could keep up their uh, crazy round robin streak. Just one player I want to mention before we move on to Switzerland. Oscar Olofsson is a forward. He was ranked 59th by Future Considerations, 27th by Dauber, and 15th by Smart Scouting. Um, Plays in the Swedish junior system for the SHL, four points in 11 games. He's a borderline first-rounder, probably a second-round pick in this upcoming draft. Hmm. Got two more countries for you. Got Switzerland, which we're going to talk about right now. Switzerland has no draft picks on their team, only draft eligible, and they're all 2021 draft eligible. Forwards, defensemen, goalies. Um, Excuse me. Thibault Fotten is most likely the Swiss's number one goalie. They lost all three net minders from last year's squad. Um, Fotten has a 9-3 record in the U-20 Logano team over in Switzerland. Um, they got two defensemen returning, um, Guggenheim and Pizzola are their two defensemen that are returning. Each are in the under-20 Swiss League. They got a taste of the top Swiss League. Pizzola is slightly more experienced. 
some forwards. Um, Knack is his last name. I think I pronounced that right. WHL at Portland. Playing the top league in Switzerland, the NL with Davos. He was supposed to be a draft pick last year, but surprisingly went undrafted. He's one of these few guys that could probably get drafted this year after going undrafted last year. Um, really big surprise he didn't get drafted last year. Um, two other names forward-wise, returnees, Jobin, who's in the queue at Charlton right now, and also Salzburg, um, or sorry, Salz Gerber, who's in the minor league of Swiss um, under-20 team. He's another forward to watch. <clears throat> Overall, very young team. Goalies are a little messy. Had to replace all three from last year's team. It might be a little bit of a rebuilding year here for Switzerland, but um, they still got a lot of talent on their roster. There's several guys that are probably going to be drafted in this year's draft. A couple that I want to mention <clears throat> is Lorenzo Canosia, who is definitely their highest touted draft eligible prospect. He's a forward, ranked in the top 70 by Dauber Prospects. Played in the Swiss system. Logano, under-20 team, has the NL experience, which is National League over in Switzerland. His rights are owned by Schwangen of the Q, and he's projected mid-round draft pick um, somewhere between fourth and sixth. So we'll move on to the United States of America. Um, last That's country cool. we're going to talk about here. So the U.S. of A, all their players are draft picks besides two and these two are goaltender. Um, there's a goaltender they have that wasn't drafted, um, 21 draft eligible, and who probably won't be taken. He went on draft in 2021. But anyway, Matthew Beaners is a forward, 21 draft eligible, <clears throat> ranked in the top 20 top 10 by some this year's upcoming draft. He's committed to the University of Michigan, played in the U.S. developmental program. Fringe top 10 pick, might break the top 10, who knows, but he's a name to certainly watch out for that you'll hear in the 21 draft. <clears throat> Goaltending set, they got to go one, Spencer Knight, 2019-13th overall by the Panthers. Run, one returning defenseman, Cam York, who's a 2019-14th overall pick by Philly. Other guys on defense, Hellison, Lacombe, and Johnson, all 19 draft picks. Two of them second-rounder, one a first-rounder. <clears throat> their forward, their defense group isn't all that experienced. Like I said, they only had one returnee, but they got a lot of guys from the 2019 draft class, so they're kind of like older in that sense. They're not world junior experience, but their overall experience in their junior teams. This forward group's absolutely loaded, though. Um, Cole Caulfield, Trevor Zegris, Alex Turcott, Matthew Boldy, Bobby Brink, Arthur Kylev. Um, they also got Beard, Brendan Beerson, um, Kyle uh, Come on, this is American. I should be able to say these names, huh? Kalogna Gello <laughs> um, and Slagger, another name there for their forwards. Got a really loaded forward group, especially. It's kind of top-heavy, but they should have pretty good depth. Um, their forwards and goalies are really, really good. Spencer Knight's a really good netminder. It's their defense. Um, if their defensemen step up, show that junior experience, have a real shot to uh, give Canada a run for their money. Of course, Patrick Moynihan's going to be on this team, who's a Devils. 2019 six-rounder, so... That's your uh, 10 country uh, rundown here. So basically, we're going to move it on now. Um, kind of talk about any prospects we want to keep our eyes on. Chris, you could start this one off because I've just been running my mouth here for the past <laughs> 30 minutes or so. Yeah. Any uh, list of prospects, non-Devils related specifically, that may catch your eye? We'll talk about the Devils related one here in a bit. So give me yeah. some prospects that are non-Devils related that you really want to pay attention to. Yeah, I made a quick three uh, country list. Um, obviously, there's others such as Holtz that you mentioned from Sweden or Rossi um, as well. But from Canada... Um, I'm watching basically Quentin Byfield. Um, this is his first, basically, and this is for a lot of these guys, it's the first time we've seen them do any kind of hockey since they've been drafted. Normally with these draft picks, well, aside from Holtz and anyone who's playing over in Europe, but for some of these guys, they haven't played you know, in a big league like this since uh, before the draft. So I'm interested to see how he performs. Um, obviously, there's no Lafreniere there, so it, you could argue he's one of the main guys. Um also, Kirby Doc, it'll be interesting to see him play. Um, he's actually lived the bubble life before even having to do this for World Juniors, so he's got a little bit of experience That's there. Good point. Um, interesting situation with him if you want to compare him with Jack Hughes. Um, sh- Chicago has quite clearly embraced a rebuild. Um, I think that's the main difference here and why they're okay with letting Doc go to this tournament, whereas the Devils are 
trying to move towards being a contending team. I think that's basically the overall difference of why you see Kirby Doc being released to go to this tournament and why Jack Hughes is not. Um, and then the last person I had from Team Canada, just Bowen Byram. Um, we, we've heard about this guy, obviously, when he was drafted, during the Taylor Hall trade rumors. Um, I'm excited to see him play. So that, those are my guys from Canada. I've got a couple guys from Russia. Askarov, you know, I just want to see him play goaltending. Uh, he should be pretty good for Russia, pretty solid. We've already mentioned it. Um, I do have Chinakov listed here just because I want to see why Columbus took him, where they took him in the first round, you know. Um, and then another guy put down uh, Vasily Putkolzin. He got drafted by Vancouver, I believe, a draft or two ago. Um, from what I understand, his play's kind of been slipping recently. Um, he was a so, highly touted prospect in the 2019 draft, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he was taken in the first round, highly touted. Um, from what I understand, his play's kind of been slipping over there, so see if maybe he turns it around here in the World Juniors. And then uh, from the United States, you know, I got Spencer Knight. Uh, I think he's the biggest factor for the U.S. in terms of how far they're going to go. Um, Jake Sanderson, is he, you know, how high he went to Ottawa, um, showing that he should have gone that high. And then I kind of made a little note about Cole Caulfield, Trevor Zegers, Alex Turcotte. Can these guys bring back that United States national development program magic? Um, those are kind of my guys that I wrote down to watch for in the tournament. There you go. Um, yeah. So I'll just give you a couple. I mean, I talked about some of these guys here when I was blabbing on before um, Brad Lambert mentioned um, Stansville. So uh, the Czech Republic defenseman I talked about Simon Nemec, um, Slovakian 2022 draft eligible player. He's supposed to be a top 10 pick in the 2022 draft plays in the top Slovakian league right now. Name to keep your eye on there for Slovakia. One of their more pure talented players. Um, talking about defenseman, uh, Russian defenseman, Daniel Chaka, probably gonna be a first round pick. Samuel Hellenis, uh, Finland forward, <clears throat> excuse me, gonna be a second or third round pick. And then one more Slovakian guy. I'm not, oh man, this man's first name is crazy, but I'll try to say his second name here. My Kluka, uh, Slovakian forward. He's ranked at number 92 by Dauber Prospects, rumored to be a, like a third to fifth round pick. So that's another name to keep your eye on, on there. Um, Simon Knack, Switzerland forward. It's a guy that won undrafted last year that I talked a little bit about before. Keep your eyes on him. And then Ruben Rafkin, Finland defenseman, um, ranked 58th by Future Considerations, 103rd by Craig Button. McKean's Hockey Adam at 100 he went undrafted last year, plays in the USHL, OHL Spitfires, plays there as well. Um, he's a name that went undrafted in 2021 draft. Maybe he gets selected in 2021, but, I mean, who knows? For me, my focus more with this tournament is kind of watching people that Devils could possibly get their hands on. Yep. Um, these are the guys here. I'm going to drop this list. There's 15 total 21-22 draft-eligible players that um, are participating in this tournament. Some projected to go undrafted, some drafted that I spoke about. And then there's nine players that went undrafted 2020 um, that are 21 draft-eligible that are worth keeping your eyes on. So I'll, I'll get this dropped to you guys one of these days. I don't know if I'm going to put an article form or if I'm just going to drop the spreadsheet I put them on. But um, yeah. And Chris, you mentioned a lot of guys there that are going to definitely be keeping your eye on. A lot of electric players in this tournament from yeah. Team USA, Sweden. I mean, all these teams have really, really electrifying talent, um, different levels of it, but it's there throughout this tournament. And that's what makes this tournament so great. So um, before we move on to our predictions, we're going to talk about some of the Devils that are being represented. There's six mm-hmm. total. <clears throat> I'm sure you've seen this list out there. Dawson Mercer, Canadian forward. Yarmer Pitlick, Czech Republic forward. Shakir Mukahamadoulin, Russian defenseman. Arseny Gritsyuk, Russian forward. Alexander Holt, Sweden forward. And Patrick Moynihan's United States forward. So these are the Devils prospects that will be on display. Gritsyuk, uh, good, good note here. 2019 fifth round pick. More diamonds in the rough. Yeah, so that was definitely value there. Um, Chris, like you'd like to say, you want to see those uh, Devils Russian scouts get a rage, right? You're always yeah. saying that. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, six talents there to watch at this tournament. Um, more talent to watch. Possible draft picks in the future. Just overall, like I was saying, a lot of talent to watch on display, which is great. So we're going to go into our predictions here, Chris. 
how how you want to do this? You want me give you want to give me your rankings by pool, the one through five, pool A, one through five, pool B. You want to give me your overall one through ten. What do you want to do? Let's do this. I'll do because I think we did our predictions differently. I think you ranked them. I just had like general overall predictions of oh, I got what you. what to All see right. in the tournament. So you want, maybe you I'll run to... through my general, and then you give where you think what we're going to see at the end when this is all said and done. Do you know what? I like that. We That's why we work so well as co-hosts <laughs> on this podcast. You'll give them the general, like, kind of, like, bold, not bold takes, but you'll give them the overall, maybe a mm. little player prediction types, and then I'll give you my uh, team, overall team, you know? Go ahead, give him, Chris. Give them that shake and bake. What you got? Uh, what you got? So I think we see Russia and Canada meeting for gold. I, I see that okay. happening. Um, I also do not think it's impossible for Canada to go undefeated in this tournament. With how loaded they are, it, it is a legitimate possibility. Um, Swedish could fi- uh, the Swedes could finish bronze, but I see the United States kind of as a wild card team because I think they they could do really well or they could do not so good like they did last time in the World Juniors. Um, I think again for the U.S. It, it's Spencer Knight. He's going to be key if they're going to make a run. But if there is a team that can make a run, I, I would pick the United States. Those are my overall general predictions. There you go. So I'll uh, jump into my overall rankings here. And like, I, I mean, I went really in depth with this stuff. I, I find this stuff a lot of fun. So I'll give you my overall top 10 rankings. Um, so rearing up the rear, I'm sure you would agree here, Chris. We got Team Austria, unfortunately. Yeah. Slovakia at number nine. I got the Germans at eight. Switzerland at seven. Czech Republic at six. Finland five. Russia four. Sweden three. U.S. two. And Canada at number one. I think there's a good argument made here to put Finland at four and Russia at five, but I'm just going to keep it how I have it. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go like group by group, bracket by bracket here. Predictions here. Ready? Pool A, Canada number one, Finland number two, Switzerland number three, Germany number four, Slovakia number five. So that means Canada through Germany will advance to the round, uh, the bracket, and Slovakia will be playing in the uh, the relegation play. U.S. number one, Sweden number two, Russia number three, Czech Republic four, and Austria number five in Pool B. So that sets up a Slovakia and Russia or Slovakia and Austria um, relegation play. I forget how they do it. They play a certain number of games, and whoever's the winner there, they stay in this group, and the loser gets um, demoted to the lower level. So that's what my predicted relegation playoffs will be between. So this sets up for a quarterfinal of U.S. versus Germany and Sweden versus Switzerland. I got U.S. beating Germany, of course, and I got Sweden beating Switzerland. And the other quarterfinals would be Canada versus Czech Republic and Finland versus Russia. I have Canada moving on there, and I got the upset. I got Finland over for Russia. I got Russia going Ooh. home in the quarters this year. Oh, so Askarov can't bail him out, huh? No. I, I, f- I feel like something weird happens. Last year, something <laughs> weird happened. Finland beating the U.S. Um, this year. Don't doubt the Finns. Ain't yeah, right? Finland Finland upsets Russia. Both the World Juniors in the NFL, eh? Yeah, I, I feel like after a while, the Askarov kind of like standing on his head thing is going to have to end. So who knows? Because that's what he's going to have to do here in this tournament, I feel. Mm. Anyway, semifinals. U.S. for Sweden. I got U.S. beating Sweden. That's going to be a hell of a game, though. I hope we see a U.S.-Sweden oh, yeah. game. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got Canada versus Russia. I got Canada or Canada versus Finland. I got Canada beating Finland there. I would not be surprised if we see a Sweden-Canada final. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go U.S. versus Canada. Got to get that rivalry in there. Got to get being a little biased maybe. But I got U.S. <laughs> pulling the upset. Pulling the upset. Oh, we got my. U.S. win the gold medal. Pulling the upset. Spencer uh, Knight going to need to make like 60 saves. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to win. Or a shutout. <laughs> Tournament MVP Spencer Knight to you. Um, and then I got Sweden taking home the bronze medal. All realistic. Uh, being like realistic here. Um, U.S., they really need to get their uh, – <clears throat> make sure their young defensemen figure it out and they really have a shot at things. Canada's absolutely loaded. Sweden, I really love them. Finland, I'm high on. think Russia's going to have a little bit of a down year. Switzerland's definitely going to have a down year. But, man, it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. Yep. So, um, Chris, you got any takeaways, final thoughts, anything? No. World Junior should be fun. I think it's going to have probably some of the highest viewership numbers in, in- – 
a while. Might be the highest viewership numbers it's ever had. Not just because uh, it's it's hockey. It's a sport we got on besides football. Um, you know, I, I I wouldn't be surprised to see this have a lot of viewership. Yeah, no, it'll be great. Um, I, I find it kind of. Not that it sucks, but these kids having to play on Christmas, I don't know how they took this, um, yeah. being away from their families on Christmas, being in a bubble. I'm sure they'll keep them busy, so I was a little uh, I was a little confused to see them starting it on Christmas Day. <laughs> but anyway, it's going well, to give us in, something to watch. <laughs> yeah, I, I know in Canada, it's a huge deal. Like, it, apparently kids dream of being on the World Juniors team and playing on Christmas. It's like... I guess it's like the NBA playing on Christmas here or for uh, no, that's a really good like um, the Cowboys and the Lions playing on Thanksgiving Day. You know, it's kind of like one of those things for Canada. Like I got gotcha. Every so the, it's something where they want to, you know, be a part of that. It's a dream. Um, but I know it's big in Canada that everyone pays attention. Part of the Christmas festivities involves the World Junior Championships, just like for us here in the U.S. Thanksgiving, we think football on Thanksgiving, even though the matchups this year were not exactly great. Um, that that's kind of how it is. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I'm sure that makes sense. I mean, um, for me, I mean, I'm happy. It gives me something else to watch besides the NBA and Christmas Day, you know. So, um, anyway, this is this episode. Chris, do you have anything else to say? Let's go Devils, baby. Yes, sir. And let's go Team USA. Yes. So, um, yeah, everyone stay safe out there and we'll talk to you next week.